Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am joined by Anna Cameron. Um, We connected on Instagram and I've done her conscious creation club program and some mentoring sessions with their coaching sessions with her. And she's from Australia. And I think it's so cool. Cause now I'm like, I know someone in Australia and it just, it's like, it's like my South node in the ninth house. I feel like I'm connecting to people like everywhere. It's so fun. But, um, Anna is a fellow astrologer, a coach. Um, she, does tarot, the Akashic Records work, and does a lot because we'll we'll dive into her chart in a second to see why she does so many things. <laughs> but I'll pass it off to Anna now to introduce herself. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm at Anna Grace Wellbeing, and I do love to do lots of different things, modalities, but super excited to um, explore my chart, talk astrology and all things. Thanks for having me. Yes. So, okay. So I have your chart up. So Anna is a a Virgo sun, Gemini moon and Scorpio rising. So, um, but like the, cause I'm going to go a little deeper, deeper into the chart. Cause Anna already kind of knows, I mean, do you want to explain your like Virgo Gemini and like Scorpio rising just a little bit about how you use it? Yeah, the way I see it is, um, of course, I've really been kind of, I felt like I've been defined by that Virgo identity a lot, but really as a child, I definitely was a lot more of um, the Scorpio, which is like the deep dive, highly emotional, sensitive, intuitive, but it was almost kind of, um, you know, knocked out of me to I mean I did have a fairly like challenging upbringing so there was probably reason why I kind of felt the emotional the emotionality of of it all but it was like I stepped a lot more into my Virgo perfectionist um, people pleaser doing all the things you know a type achieving at school making sure everyone's cared for very much the self you know making sure everyone else was looked after sometimes forgetting myself and I have learned a lot of lessons about you know codependency and and serving at the sacrifice of putting myself um, at the very very bottom so I feel like that is the kind of the earth water I can really go deep with people and I'm very perceptive so there's that sense that I have people will I can just see through people and that's also part of like my intuitive gifts but people don't always like that um, because I can really mirror back to them what they're hiding what they're hiding from Um, but in a coaching relationship and astrology it works so well because the Virgo is the the you know the analyzer 
So I love getting a chart and analyzing and synthesizing it, but then I can also go deep with the like past life work that I do, like South Node, the, you know, the karmic paths and, and why we're here. So it works really well because I love like soul work and deep dive of the Scorpio, but also the information and the practical, the practical information that can actually serve you and help you in this life. Um, that's, you know, just as important as the deep dive stuff. And then the Gemini is the talker, the chatter, the, you know, um, consistently learning and training and exploring. I cannot be not doing that. (laughs) So reading all the time and learning all the time. And, um, yeah, I love communicating. So, but that's definitely more my inner self that sometimes I probably, I didn't want other people to to see, you know, so a little bit more in the sidelines. And then I've slowly stepped more and more into my power through utilizing, you know, through running a business. And that has, I feel like that's showcased more of my Gemini which I don't know, maybe that's something that you can give insight into with the, the those three. Yeah. Okay. So there's so many things I see. And then hearing you like talk about it, like you see the chart, like come to life. So the first thing is, so you have Pluto conjunct your like ascendant within two degrees. So that right there, my brother has um, this too. He's a Sag rising with Pluto and Sag and he is one of the most intense people I know, but it's almost because he just feels everything and it just makes you a little more like high strung and intense with things because yeah. you almost like know what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. And it can be difficult because yeah. certain people won't listen. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's interesting when people kind of do unconscious decisions that are negative and you're like why you know why would you do that because yeah that's very true I can kind of see it playing out yes and then you have the south node in the 12th and then north node in the sixth but it's the south node in Libra north node in Aries Mm. and like you you said the word codependency with like maybe the Virgo but I feel like that could be your south node there but then whenever I see it's like um because I see some of these in like in my chart as well so like you have North node in the sixth and you're a Virgo sun. So I always say like your chart almost in different ways can like help you get to your soul purpose points. Mm-hmm. So because you have that North node in the sixth and you're a Virgo, your soul is almost trying to help you get to that North node in the sixth faster, which if anyone knows, it's like the house of order and work and routines and everything Virgo. Yeah. I have that same thing with a North node in the third being a Gemini sun it's like mm-hmm. my soul is like okay you're we're giving you this now like go and like mm-hmm. do that and follow that point and then you have Uranus directly like will opposite your moon and whenever I see that it just it tells me like intuitive person like you just you're yeah so and then even having your like Saturn in Sagittarius, it's like you're almost here to like teach. You're here to share the wisdom with people, right? And yeah. what else do I see? Because I am a teacher by trade and I've been a teacher for the last 15 years. So it's like, that's always been a big part of my soul journey, I believe. And now it's like time to teach other things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
And then you have, um, you have like Lilith and Chiron conjunct your moon. So I don't know how that comes out for you, but even how you said it's more your inner part, like I would don't know if the Chiron and the Lilith, like almost keep the Gemini hidden. I mean, in the capacity that I've known you, like the conversation just flows. It's so easy. But if it's, if you don't like know the person or trust them because of the Scorpio rising, you, I don't know if you find yourself quiet with certain things or in certain situations. Yeah. I feel like that was probably more my old self. I would get fairly like um, intimidated by people that are really confident. And then I would be um, like vulnerable about oversharing or speaking too much or like gossiping, which I think sometimes that shadow of Gemini. So like Lilith in Gemini is really the fear of over-talking mm -hmm. or like completely shutting down. So I feel like it can go either way. Mm -hmm. So yes, probably in certain situations. Um, or like I'd worry about what I would say rather than like, am I saying the right thing or am I, am I academic enough? Am I, you know, articulating myself right? But these days I don't really care. I just say it as it is and I'm a lot more um, less concerned because I've done a lot of healing around it. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say about this chart is your Jupiter return. Like you have Jupiter and Pisces. So did you find anything happened for your Jupiter return? Ah, um, I do, I know a little bit about the Jupiter, but I don't know. I haven't really pinpointed it or really reflected about, about it enough, but I, that's the, is it in Scorpio? No, in Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in general, like with my Virgo and a lot of AR, I do sometimes not want to address emotions. So it was probably just that sense of like bringing the emotions out and that's uncomfortable at times. Mm -hmm. And I think any kind of lessons with like cancer Pisces is that's usually what happens for me, that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to share because that's also like the conditioning of, you know, I, I kind of shut down that Scorpio rising, you know, if I was probably too intense or too emotional, then that was not okay. Mm -hmm. So perhaps it's just like stepping into more of um, feeling okay to be in that space. Mm. And then have you ever looked at your progressed chart? No. No. Okay. I pulled it up. Well, maybe I just can't remember, but <laughs> you go. it's like, so the main thing to look at on a progress chart is if you want to follow it is your moon sign. So like how the moon moves to like every two and a half days in the progress chart, it will change signs every two and a half years. So it moves like a degree a month. <clears throat> so it mm -hmm. starts at your natal moon sign, like when you were born and then it slowly moves around and age 27 is when you have your progressed moon, like lunar return. And then it like starts oh, yeah. again. So they say age 27 is very spiritual because of that. And I'm like, okay, I haven't experienced that yet, but, um, your progressed moon's in Libra at 11 degrees. So I don't know if the last like 11 months ago, if you felt a shift. Oh Yeah hundred percent, especially with that Libra, Libra Aries, you know, so um, like I was saying with like the codependency and like partnerships very much about doing my own thing in this lifetime, being really independent. Um, like I say, like, I don't care so much about what people think 
that's because, you know, I was so, so kind of debilitated by people's judgment, Libra, you know, caring about what everyone else thinks and attending to everyone else's needs. So like that, I think that's a bit of a a constant life, <laughs> um, life lesson for me. But I think with from 20s, like my Saturn return was really big, big life changes. Like I was pregnant, bought an apartment, got married, oh, not married, sorry, got a promotion in the same year. Like it was intense. So I was pregnant, but also got a promotion. I had to prove myself at work, giving myself to everybody else. But then it's like, how I've stepped into the last 12 months is what do I want to do and how does that, how do I want to feel, which is doing my soul business and actually every single part of like what I offer, every decision is like, does that feel good for me? And like, that is, that's really, really big push away from that South node of like thinking about the client or thinking about that person or thinking about that person I'm really, really stepping into that Aries North Node, you know, the fire, the, you know, um, very gung-ho and, yeah, independent and thinking about how will it make me feel. Of course, like thinking about other things as well, but that that's not really easy for me. So, you know, like I feel like we oscillate between that South Node, okay, yes, I will attend to needs of other people, but then it's like, hang on a minute, like what does Anna want to do? <laughs> but like that's been a very challenging part of my life so like now I'm at 35 um it's only been in the last three years that I have really done anything to do with being in my north node okay probably other than work like I think in work I probably did step into that power a little bit of the Aries but again it's like a society kind of says that work it's okay to be in that mode or that you know especially as females being independent and being kind of fiery woman sometimes that can not go down well and it's you know that Virgo side of me is like I don't want to be a show-off I don't want to be in the limelight and like people will think that I'm full of myself you know that I think of myself very highly like that was always a big big um, shadow for me. And so it's like there's a balance, right, between being kind of in that Aries mode and and not, like, annoying people as well. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you're water rising like me. So do you find that, like, the fire comes out in your career aspects? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has, yeah, it has done most. If I look back on the patterns, um <coughs> But then it's like in the, yeah, in like personal life, that's where I feel it's a bit more challenging to stand up for my, my you know, use my voice, stand up for my own rights. What do I need? You know, that's, that's, it's easier at work, isn't it? Yes. I, yeah. And then I'm just realizing, so like you have Saturn and Sag at three degrees. So we're almost, I'm like very sick of the Saturn and Aquarius. I can't wait for it to like move. I'm like yeah. so over that transit, yeah. but when it moves into Pisces, you'll have like the Saturn square. So mm. that's how it, whenever I read charts, I always normally ask first about like the Saturn return. Cause I always hear like very interesting stories from people like similar to like yours. Yeah. Mm. Do you remember what happened 
before your Saturn return, like at the other square, like at age 21, 22? Yeah, I, um, I left Australia and went traveling and, um, yeah, big, big life change. Uh, you know, the traveling journey, which was probably up to a year, like 21 to 22, but then I actually went to Egypt where I met my husband. So it was like a really kind of transformative time because I stayed there in Egypt, met him on the beach. And then all of a sudden I was working as a teacher in this very tiny town, middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know, like told my family, I'm just going to stay in Egypt. Like, so it was, it was fairly, fairly um, rebellious. And but I felt like it was love and I got a job and made it all work. And I stayed there for four years. So it was, yeah, it was a really cool time. Um, and, you know, stepped into my teacher role, which I, I was a writer before then and I was studying, you know, I was fairly young, but it was that opportunity that like, I fell into teaching mm -hmm. and it was younger, younger children. So now I teach high school but, and, and now, you know, adults and so on. But I think like that was my starting, the starting blocks of, oh, I love teaching because of, you know, what the, the rapport that you can build with kids and, and they, they absolutely love learning. So you receive a lot from that. Yeah. That was my first one. <laughs> When's my next one? That, 36, that I heard. Yeah, that's so cool, though, because I even feel like you're in a different country, which is so Sagittarius, like a different point of the yes. world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember like reading when I one of my first readings for with astrology, it was like, you're going to marry a foreigner. <laughs> I was like, well, that happened. Yes. <laughs> Very specific. But sometimes it is like that, especially Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah, my moon is in the ninth house and like with my south node and whenever I'm like, uh, like upset about anything, I just want to, I say I'm running away or moving or I want to travel, but I never actually like do those things, but it's my first impulse and it's so it's, yeah. Oh, me too. But isn't that also Gemini? Like, I feel yeah. like that, that restlessness and wanting change and yeah. Okay. You're, I'm like trying to find the date of your Saturn. It, it'll be like next year, like the beginning of next yeah. year, but then yeah. also next year, the, um, the nodes will change into Aries and Libra. So I'm just seeing that here. So then you'll have your nodal return too. Wow. <laughs> That's big. Yes. How exciting. Yeah. I always mm. like, I mention these things to people, but I truthfully have not experienced any of them. Like I haven't even experienced Saturn return. I've just experienced the square, which was a, which is when I like basically became an astrologer. So that's why like, I, yeah. I look to these like transits as like, even in, when people are going through these things, they book readings because they mm. like, they can feel that something's going on. They just don't know how to like explain it. Yeah, no, definitely. It is. It's really reassuring that it's like, it's not just something, you know, like this random thing that's catastrophic and like a lot of changes and yeah, it can be a little bit unnerving because you don't know what's going on and it's like all at once and that intensity. But um, yeah, I feel like that, that next one that I, um, yeah, I feel like it will be powerful. <laughs> it's been, it's been like a lot this last few years, but 
um yeah it's like just all the foundations maybe it is building up to that exciting yeah I feel like it'll be spiritual though because Pisces right or it might even feel maybe more calming with that energy I don't know like Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I need a bit of calm. <laughs> so um, I will definitely um, enjoy that. Yeah. I, I think there is going to be a lot more. Um, yeah. That spiritual, like stepping into more of my spiritual power is, is on the cards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now do you want to talk about how you got into do, I don't, do, you, do you call it Anna Grace Wellbeing or the Virgo Alchemist? Well, it's Anna Grace Wellbeing is like my umbrella title because okay. I do so many things. It is, it's, it's often a challenge for me to like identify, like that was kind of almost my original title. And then under that, I feel like the Virgo Alchemist is more like my professional identity but it is because I do lots of things that I kind of want to try to articulate it that I love astrology and it's one of my, it was my gateway and I still do readings and even I, I'm just about to launch um, astrology for mothers and how people, how mums can connect with their children. So there's always ways that I am kind of tapping into the essence of astrology and how that can, how people can use it practically. And this is something that's been coming from my audience and there's a, there's a, there's a desire for it, a need for it. But yeah, I feel like with the, the term alchemy, that's very much about with my coaching and mentoring is like, how can you use your challenges and harness them into something gold or magical or, you know, exciting. And, you know, we are always going to be facing challenges in life. We can allow them to be um, our story and be a martyr and a victim and hold on to those things, or we can alchemize them to make them into something, you know, that's what I have done effectively with this business. And along the way you are healing and how amazing that you're helping other people heal and vice versa, that helps you heal because we are stepping into our voice. We are serving, we are, you know, my mission is what continues me on this path. It's not, the finances or, you know, yes, it's a business, but it's actually how can I reach the most amount of people with what I offer? And as a manifesting generator, my energy does go in different directions all the time. So like leaning into that, um, yeah, and and making decisions sometimes when things, the energy is not there, letting it go. But so like the Virgo alchemy is kind of like, how I can have like a basis, but, you know, I still do tarot as an intuitive way for people to access their inner landscape. Astrology is essentially the same thing. Empowerment, self-awareness, it's, it's a tool just like tarot. I also have my work with the Akashic Records, which is something that has come to me a little bit after astrology. So, you know, that was my starting point. I did my coaching certification and absolutely love coaching, but I also 
love accessing like the subconscious layers that are there because that is the power, true, true power. Like you can talk about things till the cows come home, but sometimes that's not enough action. It's not enough like grit. And I suppose that's where my Scorpio rising comes from. It's like, yeah, that's all great. And it's definitely helpful for a business level, um, strategy, marketing, all of those things. But then there's the other side of things is that there can be a leak of energy. There can be a block, a contract. And these are things that have been set up by our ancestors, our past lives, which are showing up in our lifetime. And some of them can be very interesting in like, okay, oh, I get it that situation is now playing out in every single lifetime, in every single, in our lineage. So it can happen to our grandparents and then our parents and then with us. So if we can pinpoint that moment or that soul story is how I explain it and release it from the energetic system or our emotional body or our physical body, then we can do all the other action, you know, because we, we sometimes like, I really have this great business idea. I really want to write a book. I really want to do all these things. And it's just doesn't happen. <laughs> Why doesn't it happen? The fears get in the way, the ego gets in the way, the mind gets in the way. But if we drop out of all those things and actually step into this, like into our, our soul stories, which is our Akashic record, is our it's it's our stories our soul stories from you know many 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 stories but not all of them are significant and so my work is that I can guide you back to those moments that are impacting in this lifetime and yeah it's 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 very it's a real deep dive but once you access it and release those points like, you know, it's work that is that can impact the rest of your life. Deeply transformative. And like that's where I absolutely love. And um, I feel like that's more my focus moving forward is like, yes, empowering people to access these tools. And really everyone can do astrology. Everyone can do tarot, you know, looking at your own chart. We are here to, as guides and support people everyone can actually access their Akashic records. But we are not all in tune with our intuitive gifts or we don't allow space to try to access. But um, I suppose maybe that's more my long-term vision is how can people feel empowered to do these things themselves and not have to outsource or reach out to other, you know, practitioners. It's like, how can we have these tools at, um, yeah, at our, at our side or how can we even teach the younger generation to have this because how amazing they would be set up for the rest of their life, like to do whatever they're meant to do rather than what they think they have to do. So that was a very, very long answer. <laughs> but please let me know is there anything you want me to go into more uh, more detail okay I've always been interested in the Akashic record like I'm interested in past life stuff because <clears throat> like 
I wrote, like, I read this book called The Old Souls. Yes, my favorite. Yes. And I wrote down a list. It's somewhere on my computer of all of the different things that I think have happened to me in past lives and Mm -hmm. that's affecting me now. And even you're talking about, like, the generational thing. I'm wondering if, like, and my other question is, like, how do you access them? But, like, for example, I'll give you an example. So my grandma um, doesn't drive. And then my dad doesn't drive. Mm. I have not gotten my license. It it terrifies me to drive. Like I've driven a car. Like I thought I was going to do my, um, like I enrolled in the driving school and I couldn't bring myself to finish it or like do the test. And I can be in a car as like a passenger, but to operate the vehicle and like feel everyone's energy around me, I like yeah. can't do it. <laughs> so I'm wondering. Yeah, I have like, I have full body, body shivers. Yeah. And so that's like telling me that you're really onto it there. Like that is something yeah. that has happened. Yeah. And most likely it's because in a past life you've had a serious accident and that you were responsible for that. Oh, okay. uh, for somebody, you know, maybe dying or you you felt that you needed to protect them. Okay. And so in this lifetime, you will do anything and see how it's so subconscious you're like I can't and it won't happen it will not happen because your soul is going it's scary to have that responsibility to drive yeah because I will I might kill somebody like how can you really explain that nothing has happened in your lifetime to cause that fear because I even you know when I have that sensation that is like exactly what has probably happened and now it's just like you'll do whatever it takes to um not allow you to have that burden see okay what about this ever since I was like little I will have dreams of me driving car but then I lose control of it or like I don't know how like I'm I'm operating the vehicle and then something happens and whenever I have a dream like I don't wake up scared I just wake up like oh, another dream where I couldn't drive a car properly, like really. But I remember even happening when I was like little and it was almost like the car drove down the street I lived on into Mm. the grocery store that was like across and like I couldn't control the vehicle. It was weird. But I mean, maybe, maybe this has happened or you, your, your soul is actually like giving you a message that this is why there is that fear, right? So that's what I suppose the power is. Imagine if you could release that, yeah, and not feel that um, that burden anymore or that trauma or whatever you want to call it. But it's like we go back through my session. So I do um, have training and a lot of experience in in accessing the information, which is just essentially connecting to source and the five D realm. And then I am channeling that information into um, guiding you. But you are going back there in my session. So we can find out the information. I don't believe that that's enough. So I find the information. I'm clairvoyant. I can see it playing out. I, I think I've already seen it anyway from what you have explained to me. Then... I do my prayer and I access using, you know, my guides, but also your guides. And then I have a way of, for you to drop into that meditative state or subconscious state. It's a real deep hypnosis and I'm very good at it. And um, it eliminates all the other 
the thinking mind. So you will also go back and see what happens. Sometimes even meeting that person that perhaps, you know, was in the accident and forgiving them or you being forgived for what you caused. And then you um, access where it is in your chakras. So it could be in the heart space. And so, you know, often I have people that come to me that say, you know, I haven't met anyone. I cannot, there's no way I could have children in this lifetime. We go back and we see, you know, that they lost a child in a really negative, like traumatic way, or their partner died and they're still mourning for that partner. And then in this lifetime, they're like, no, I can't. I can't meet anybody. I can't have children. I just, I'm not going there. There's no other explanation as why they don't want to do that. It's, and then we, you know, we access that, we see it and we release it, which, you know, I lead you through. And sometimes there can be like five to seven little soul, like soul stories and access points in your chakras um, where it's being held. And so it, it's, you know, you cannot, um, see energy but you can feel it and especially when you go back to that story sometimes it can be like highly emotional and that's the self-awareness and like drawing attention to it also helping the mind to understand like where has this come from it reassures us and then you do you also do like a clearing meditation with me which is like a process so it's like a month or 18 days to 27 days and it just continues that process to to clear it from the energetic body. Um, but yeah, it's really it's really powerful because you know imagine if you came out of that and then suddenly you could um, feel like you could be capable of driving. Yeah, it would be impacting your life, right? Yeah, because recently, like um, peeps, a few people are like, "You should get your license," and I'm like, "I don't really want." Like, even the the act of like getting my license because I'd have to do a road test scares me. Like to you know, and um, I wonder if I have like a whole list of past life things, but I wonder if um my like for some reason this is very specific, and I don't know why it's specific, but. I have this fear of like, it's like a, if you try to picture like an older man who's maybe in his forties with like a beard and white hair. And I've, I've walked past someone before who like looked like that and it freaked me out. Like it terrified me. I don't know if that's connected to this or if that's something else, but I was like, why am I so scared of like 40 year old and specifically like white men 40 year old white men and I I don't understand what it is but um my mom is just like did something happen I'm like no I don't know like it's it's a weird no, but perhaps like it just sounds like you're really intuitive and so you are kind of connecting to the feeling state of and like so that's the soul saying there is danger because mm-hmm. they feel everything so you know you have perhaps had 35 lifetimes yeah. and um, you know imagine all of the things that have happened in that time the soul remembers so it's like you are like well there's no logical reason why I would have this fear and you know sometimes even people come to me with like health issues and they're like I don't understand what this is about it's like something to do in my stomach and then we go back and we see they've been like stabbed in the stomach and it's it's so specific to you know, health and perhaps like people. So you may have had 
um, just a bad situation with one particular person. And that's that little trigger point that the soul goes, oh, there's danger. Um, Yeah. So I have so many, like, I don't like, I'm not a fan of elevators and like, I, I once went into my closet to like clean because I have my Mars and Virgo and I want to remove, like clean the corners. And I yeah. felt like, like I was going to hyperventilate because it's okay. a, I don't like tight spaces either. So I have this theory that mm-hmm. I like something happened to me in a tight and it's small, tight space. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I would, I would love to explore it in more detail with you. I feel like it's, but it is, it's so interesting. And when you start to like, look at, you know, read all the books and everything, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense that we, have these other these situations or soul stories and maybe not all of them are impacting you like it sometimes can be one that's transport you know transferring into that that fear of like the tight spaces or being in the car being out of control like it's the pattern Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's so powerful because imagine if you can release one pattern which is like feeling out of control in a small space for example that could show up in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> I have like a long list of like things, but like if like my dad and grandma also don't, I've never asked them why they don't drive. Like if they're scared of it now, I kind of want to ask them, but like, could, could yeah. something have happened in that line? Because it's my dad's mom. Like could it, something yeah. have happened that line and it's just carrying Definitely. Yeah. So usually these, these are from our ancestors and um, of course everyone chooses the, the human body to, to come into. Right. So, you know, your grandmother chose that, that, that child or the child, you know, your dad chose your mum. And sometimes that can be to learn lessons and to break the patterns. So I don't know if you've heard of this, like this, this kind of concept of, um, you know, ancestral work, but there are, there are sometimes there's like the black sheep or the rebel, which, you know, often people that are doing their, you know, running their own business, like we are the black sheep, we are breaking the mold, we're doing something different. We're the ones that are here to break those ancestral patterns. And it may seem that we're really different, but actually we're super brave to break potentially like five generations of, of stuff. And, you know, I, I will tell you a story about my generational kind of pattern and it's, it's pretty insane if you really look at it. So it's like this repetition of the the pattern can occur. So the same with this driving one, it happens again, happens again, happens again. But my grandfather, great-grandfather, sorry, uh, brought the family over to Australia and he passed away when my nana was four and she had to go to a boarding school. So it was really difficult. And, you know, the mum had to be a stoic woman and look after everything and do and work in the like, you know, 1920s. And then how that kind of transported to my Nana is that she met someone very young and was, you know, she kind of reverted, went, went against that, the grain and wanted to be, you know, with a partner, a homemaker and, you know, still taking on everything. But it's like this stoic woman uh, pattern was created. And then that transferred to, you know, my mum also being this stoic woman, having to do everything. 
And so my parents divorced when I was four. So if you look at the pattern, there's like this sense of like, when when we're four years old this thing this kind of this pattern occurs and um yeah it's like it's playing out in my life now too so there's this sense of like we have to hold it all together like I have to I do um care for my little boy and I have felt this role of being like I have to do all by myself and when I actually looked at that ancestral pattern, I was like, yeah, it's, it stems from my great-grandmother when she lost her husband. And then when I looked into my past lives, I um, was with a partner in like a Native American tribe very, very long time ago. And I lost that partner and most of the men in the battle, in, in a battle of some sort. And then I and all the women had to care for this, the community. And so I saw this image of me being a healer, being a witch, you know, herbalist, and everyone would come to me for help. And I was helping people have babies and all sorts of things. And I, I really, really had to mourn the loss of this partner in that lifetime so that I could kind of release him and let go. So I, I, I was not holding so tight to being this like stoic woman. And it was gut-wrenching. Like I was sobbing, saying goodbye to this person. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. But um, but also just recognising the pattern. I don't have to be the stoic woman of doing it all by myself. But, you know, everyone in my lineage has done it. And that's that's challenging to break. But, you know, bringing the self-awareness to that story really helped me to understand my my family but also like my role and how maybe I can go in a different path and being more receptive to having an open heart and letting people in more and accepting help. But um, also just like the kind of seeing myself as a healer really helped me on my path with my work because I was like, oh, I do. I know that I have done this before. I, I feel it in my bones at like, like I know what to do and that is very helpful to be like okay this is a remembrance of a time and of course you do the training and the practice and all the other things but if you know that on a soul level like this is my soul path I'm I'm really meant to do this it helps you when it's challenging or helps you to break the patterns right because <laughs> they can be hard yeah mm. I definitely feel like I'm one of those like just breaking all the pat I refuse to be like either side of my family I have Chiron in the fourth house so I'm just like I'm yeah, yeah. but um something I think is cool I don't know if it's because I'm like a cancer rising so I like to look at I've looked at everyone in my family their chart um yeah. But I have the same North Node as my dad. We both have North Node in Virgo. And then my mom and brother both have North Node in Leo. And I'm like, mm. that has to mean something. And they like my brother, my brother's like, does it though? And I'm like, yes, it does. It has to mean something. Even like I have Saturn in the 10th and so does my dad. But it was funny. Mm. I was talking about my work and everything. And then I was like, oh, I said, I called his job like a career. And he's like, I don't have a career. It's just my job. Right. But I feel mm -hmm. like with Saturn in the 10th, it's all about having a career. So I feel like it almost came into my chart so that I could have a career. 
I don't know. Like it's, it's very interesting to see. It's just like, there's no coincidences like that. So that's what I mean by like everyone, every soul chooses that, that family, that, that dynamic and you're here to teach each other lessons. And so like, you're probably modeled by your father's, like, you know, what he values. And then maybe your brother's like being, um, seeing that modeling from your mom, but you're also here to like teach each other. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like my like the like my last name Kiss it's Hungarian so like in East I'm so connected to my Eastern European roots mm-hmm. but me and my brother don't look alike he looks so British like that's my mom's that's the British and Irish yeah. so he looks like so like you like his face is super round he puts like a hat on he just looks like with his cheeks and everything and I just don't I don't think I look British at all <laughs> so yeah, right. I yeah so it's yeah. interesting even through the chart even like our at how we look like what genes yes. I guess we picked up is more yeah. like I'm more than my dad's side he's more on the mom side it's very interesting to see that yeah. too it and is like, so interesting my um my mom's mom my mom and my brother all have moon and Scorpio like mm-hmm. and I'm like so something's go- coming through that too but I don't have that with nobody I think has moon and Pisces so mm. yeah yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it's truly fascinating because really every single person within your family has had their own soul journeys. Yeah. And it all contributes. And, you know, no wonder we we trigger each other. Yeah. Like if you think about it, because yeah. there's like this myriad of things that could potentially create dynamics, you know, and that's why like astrology is such a good, interesting, um, you know, uh, tool because it's like, oh, that's why that happens in that way and it's essentially psychology like understanding how people work and that's what I love about it it's like it's just so useful Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. the Akashic records is really cool like I was thinking the other day I should go do like EFT tapping to get over Mm -hmm. the the fear of the car thing I don't know if it's maybe like Akashic record and and EFT like both I don't know I, also- I think this is a good like message to just to to commit in some way to release like and just explore and see um even if it is just that one focus point like we can I can do that I can just like tune into one focus rather than like doing the whole chart or doing all the soul stories because yeah it would just be like super interesting to even um report back and like reflect on it even like your experience Maybe yeah, maybe we can do something. Yeah, sounds good. Because like I'm just in my mind though, like it's like it does it does it just happen? And then I'm like, oh, I'm okay to drive a car. It probably would that happen or? Well, and that's the thing. It's like sometimes going into this work, if we allow the mind to like over, um, put it almost puts some pressure. And so I have my experience with people that, uh, you know, I've had a client that had a very specific need and there was so much resistance. And so, you know, people have to be open-minded and surrender to the process, otherwise it will not come through. And that, that is in itself part of the journey because it's like, you know, release all expectations from it because it's almost like yeah you just you just put too much pressure on yourself to like um to achieve or to to you know fix it 
but it's it's not about that. So yeah, it it is it is fairly you know within whatever how many days you do the clearing meditation, but it can be fairly um fairly quick. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to share with everybody how they can book with you and then maybe book the Akashic Record? Um, is it reading the Akashic Record work? Yeah, I I can't kind of call it sessions. So it's it does include you know, one to three hours of like the past life regression, also a soul, uh, soul stories report about your origins, your gifts and your challenges. So we do do a little bit of information, but majority of the time spent in the past life regression stage. And then I create the clearing meditation. So I am kind of holding energetic space for that month. That is that, that process. So that is a little bit more, um, of a deep dive. And then I also do my astrology readings. And like I said, the, the astrology for mothers, for children, um, the dynamics or working, uh, you know, communicating with children. Uh, I do intuitive readings, tarot, and I am actually going to be relaunching my, um, my alchemy uh, mentorship, which is like more of putting everything together. So coaching and the soul, um, the soul work, Kashik records and astrology. And it's an eight week um, one-to-one program. So all of those things are on my Instagram, Anna Grace Wellbeing. Uh, it's Anna.grace.wellbeing to be specific. And I also have my website, but really Instagram is probably the best way to access me. And you can always ask me questions. Come come and have a chat. Um, I always do live tarot on Monday nights, which I don't know if like with the time difference, wherever you are in the world, but if that, um, that's always a great way just to come along and, and, um, and meet me, see what I'm all about. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'll tell everybody. So like I won Anna's a giveaway Anna did. I literally just came to her class. It, it was creative, creative CEO. Like CEO. Yeah. And I was Master like, class. I'm creative. So I'm going to attend this. It was like 11, it was like 10 PM for me. And like, I think I was talking about my book idea and then I won the giveaway. I don't win anything. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. And I did sessions with Anna and it like the transformation that like I saw, it's like so cool to just see and like be in that, that one-to-one container with you. So. Yes. And feel like I didn't even mention that like my, my creation community, which I've, I've, I've really um, adapted over a little bit of time, like of working with you, but I do love working with, um, just yeah CEOs or people that have a concept or a business idea but you know this is kind of um again like moving through the fears and just doing it and just taking messy action so I am still running that but it is um going to be like it's just like a small container and that's what I love about it because it's everyone can really connect and feel safe to be heard and talk about the process of their creative project. So yeah, we will, I will still be running that. That's monthly, two calls per month. And it's just like a really nice community space that you can talk about the concept, even if it hasn't, you know, hasn't happened yet. Or if you have a business and you want to relaunch something or, you know, a lot of the work that um, you were doing with me is like the marketing and strategy and seeing how you can really get the idea out. 
because we can create an idea or a book or a, you know, a course or a program. No one knows about it. How are they going to be able to do it? So that is a big part of my mission as well. So many things, <laughs> so many things, this Gemini, like moon. I sometimes like, I don't even, I don't even know all the things that I do. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That one as well. <laughs> I even feel like doing the conscious creation club or community. I, even now I'm so invested in to see what Emma's doing. Like mm-hmm. in her change, it's so cool to see and now be connected to like someone else and like follow along on Instagram, what she's doing too. So I know, I feel like it's so helpful because we, we are sometimes so solo. We're on our own little road and it's super helpful to see, okay, other people have challenges too and how do they navigate it? And yeah, things are always pivoting, always changing, um, evolving. So even just having that space of just like like-minded entrepreneurs, like coming together, like that's, that's essentially what I want it to continue to be. It's, it's not so much about, yes, you receive coaching from me and a little bit of guidance, but a lot of it is just to be in that space together. So yeah, really, really like nourishing to be like, okay, I'm not alone. I I do have other people and yeah, following them on Instagram and supporting them or, you know, doing some practice sessions. Like I know one of the other clients was doing so like, it's yeah. So helpful. Yeah. Great. So I'll link to everything below, but I like to end these off by asking advice from a insert sign here. So do you want to end it off with like one last piece of advice from a Virgo? Oh, from a Virgo. I mean, (laughs) I feel like my motto at the moment is just do whatever you want to do, which is very against the Virgo brain, really. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I'm really wanting to embody, does it feel good? Do I want to do it? Do what you want to do because life's very short. And I feel that sense of urgency at the moment of like just getting things out and just doing it and moving forward. So it has been um, not, a de- not a lot of delays, but there's been a lot of like this, um, I don't know, I feel like a lot of emotions astrologically and everyone has been kind of feeling this energy. So at the end of the day, do what you want to do. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.